Hello everyone and welcome to episode 26 of the Prayer in the Making Lent book club. It's the last one, the last chunk of the last chapter of the book and wow what a roller coaster ride it's been if you've been with us. Well I don't know about roller coaster, just a very fast uh, high speed zip through the book. Anyway I hope you've enjoyed it and uh if you come to this a few months later, I hope you've enjoyed a slightly slower pace through the book. Um, it's a bit daunting doing the last one. I don't know, what am I going to say? What I've, I've said to someone earlier this week, I feel like I've said everything I know to say about prayer. If you add this, the book and this uh, Lent book club together, there's not an awful lot left in my head that I have to offer on the subject of prayer. But as I read through this second half of chapter 12 chapter 12 is on resilience and the second half uh growing a relationship and as i read through that i think i just came back to what for me is one of the central foundational truths about prayer one of the things that i don't think you can really have a fruitful joyful prayer life without this knowledge and i've certainly alluded to it before but this is this is worth saying, this is worth saying at the end of the book, and that's that, do you notice, um, if you read stories from almost any faith tradition, almost particularly, um, and particularly some of the kind of mythical, historic, well, not historical, the kind of mythical stories and things like that, people are always going looking for gods, aren't they? People are always uh, trying to find gods or trying to prove uh, themselves to the gods or trying to get the gods to do something for them or trying going on quests or trying to get it right in order that they might be acceptable uh, to, to whoever their god is and of course the bible turns that whole notion totally upside down it is a book or a series of books which from beginning to end are stories of God going looking for people right from that very first story that we talked about a few weeks ago um Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden uh you know the walks in the garden they were initiated by God Adam and Eve we don't get the feeling from the story that you know that it's a Adam and Eve popping out going oh do you know what we'll go for a bit of a wander let's see who we meet shall we maybe we'll meet God <laughs> this is God uh drawing his very uh his very precious children to himself in a in a kind of a walk of communion and if you think back even flick back if you're that keen to do it uh, through uh, the prayer in the making book you know the people that we've met with through the book the apostle john jesus came to him in a vision uh, david you know called by god when he was just a shepherd god came looking for him through samuel um we met a couple of marys both of whom uh, Jesus came to them, came to their home, came to their town. Samuel, God called him when he was a little boy. Zechariah was a prophet. God called him to his prophetic ministry. We met um, Jeremiah and Nehemiah and Daniel, similar kind of stories of God going looking for these, getting hold of these people and saying, you're going to do you're going to do something in my economy, as it were, and, and I want a relationship with you. Um Oh, so many. What about Peter? You know, Peter called as a fisherman 
Elisha called again as a prophet. So many stories of people who uh, who didn't go looking for God. God went looking for them. Uh, obviously, the the kind of the big reminder in the midst of all that was the story of the prodigal son, the father who is watching out and running towards his son. And I think for me, I want to leave you with that, really. Leave you with this sense that you and me, we don't pray because we ever decided that was a good idea. We we don't ever turn to prayer because we thought, I know I'm going to pray and see if I can find God. We pray because he has been on the lookout for human beings, seeking out human beings for a relationship for uh, millennia. And if you pray today, if you've read this book, if you're even halfway interested in that growing relationship, it's because he has already come looking for you. I record this um, probably about 15 minutes before... Holy Saturday turns into Easter Sunday and uh, earlier today I was listening to a Radio 4 dramatisation of the Gospel of Luke um, and the final part of five plays obviously unsurprisingly deals with the resurrection and you know there's always something fresh in the Easter story isn't there I, I'm one of those people who it, it always there's a, there'll be a slightly different thing that gets me each year by the by this year but really struck by the fact that they were all quite a long way from home. I mean, you know, that all of this stuff happened and they were in Jerusalem and that wasn't home. They couldn't just pop round the corner and, you know, go and sleep in their own beds. Anyway, that's not the point of this. Uh, that's my little Easter thing. But as I listened to the play, I was very struck by how alone and abandoned and confused and generally uh, left they must have felt when Jesus died. And... Uh, that's not that's not new, is it? We know that, but it it hit me afresh as I was listening today. But also, therefore, that the resurrection must have been the most amazing joy bringing experience because the one they thought had left them, the one they thought they'd lost, the one they thought had gone beyond their reach, came back to find them. Didn't have to do that even. Uh, having risen from the dead, did Jesus have to go back? I mean, no, he could have just presumably could have ascended straight into heaven. But he went back for them. And there's something deeply powerful about that. I don't know if you've ever had the experience of being um, someone coming looking for you. Maybe maybe you got lost in a shopping centre when you were a kid or maybe you were uh, pursued romantically by your partner or maybe uh, you've had a situation where you've been in a real difficult place and friends have come to you when you haven't expected them you know that feeling that feeling of somebody bothering to come and find you somebody bothering enough about where you are and what's happened to you to come looking for you that is prayer and I think as I've said a number of times through these last few weeks the difficulty is that our brains seem to run on a pre-programme which connects prayer with guilt. So every time you have an impulse to pray, 
it is all too easy for your brain to very quickly turn that into oh I'm uh yes of course prayer yes no that's something I really should do oh yes that's something I really should get on with oh I feel a bit I oh, obviously I've not oh gosh yeah think of prayer I haven't done that for a couple of days oh I really ought to do that and, and suddenly our brains have turned it into our quest for God but if you ever even have the tiniest if prayer even ever occurs to you in your brain it is because God is coming looking for you it is because he yet again is reaching out a hand to you touching you on the shoulder looking out for you saying things are difficult why don't you stop and chat with me I've come for you I have come to find you and so I know the thing I'm praying off the end of reading this book again is that when I get that little nudge to pray, when I get that, when prayer even crosses my mind, that I won't immediately go into the, oh yeah, a prayer, oh gosh, am I am I a good enough Christian? Have I prayed enough lately? But my brain will immediately hear what I think is really going on, which is, the gentle voice of the one who's come looking for me saying do you do you fancy stopping and chatting for a while do you fancy telling me some stuff do you fancy asking me for what you need I'm here I've come looking for you I've come to find out and on this day of all days or nearly this day of all days when the clock tips over midnight we will be in the day when we remember that he wanted us so badly that he longed for us so badly that he broke the very confines of the grave and death itself to come looking for us and I pray that as you celebrate Easter and as you continue on your journey of prayer that you will always know that prayer happens because he is looking for you because he loves you and because he's coming to find you wherever you are, whatever state you're in, whoever you are, whatever your life consists of, he will never stop looking for you. And that, my friends, is why we pray.